0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Some of you, my listeners, may dream about becoming or being a location-independent person in your work. This past year has created um, some new possibilities for that as people did a lot more remote remote working. And uh, you may also be aware that there's even an award-winning movie out that explores life as a nomad. It's called Nomadland. Well, my guest today is a nomad. She lives out of a van and Here's the key. She is also known for, and I'm quoting from her, but it's true taking the overwhelm out of big, exciting projects so that they can be birthed into the world and received by those who need them. Are you intrigued? Hold on to your seat for a potent conversation. And I know it will be potent because I got to be on my guest's um, podcast. And we had such a rich, dynamic conversation. The energy was so strong. We were both kind of buzzed through the whole thing. So um, I'm I'm really delighted that um, she's going to be joining me. And so you'll just have to wait one more moment to hear about her. (laughs) I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio, and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head there to discover your creative advantage by taking the creative innovator quiz. Find out your personal creative innovator style so you can open your creative flow and make everything in life easier. Learn to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. And now, drum roll, please. (laughs) I am thrilled to welcome Molly Mandelberg, who is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up and creator of the Magnetic Influencer Collective. As a tech-savvy strategist, Molly supports coaches, healers, and emerging thought leaders to expand their outreach so they can connect with more people and make more money with less time spent. With the heart of a writer and the brain of an engineer, Molly is uniquely qualified to support her people to not only connect connect the dots and tackle the tech, that's a little bit of a tongue twister there, (laughs) but also to craft their deep work into inspiring content and hot copy. Welcome Molly Mandelberg to Wisdom Talk Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: So I, I did this whole intro around, you know, you being a nomad. So beyond anything else we may talk about, I do need to ask you about that. Yeah. And actually, as we started today, I said, well, where in the world are you? <laughs>
1: Currently, I'm in Palo Alto, California. Um, probably won't be here. Uh, all day just for right now that's where I happen to be working today Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I've been nomadic for about 13 years Um, about 10 years into it I my business was starting to make money and take off and I had the opportunity to sort of decide okay you know where do you want to live now Molly Mm -hmm. and I still didn't want to choose a place so Mm -hmm. I decided to buy a sprinter van three years ago and convert it into a little apartment on wheels a tiny home if you will. Uh-huh. And I've been traveling full time while running my business um, from the road for the,
0: the last three years. And it's been really fun. Wow. I mean, that that is more than impressive, <laughs> probably challenging for a lot of people who may be listening, and yet so so compelling and intriguing because you know what you just said was I didn't know where I wanted to live. I didn't have a single place. Yeah. And so you created a life that acknowledged that reality for you, that truth for you. Yeah. And it was more so than it was I didn't want
1: to be in one place. It's that I wanted to be in all the places. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Okay. my dad's in Colorado, my mom's in Oregon, my brother's in Austin, Texas. My good friends are in California and Asheville and Minnesota and so many different places that mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. Yeah. Location independence allows me to thrive in a way that I don't feel I'm thriving when I'm staying put in one place. Mm. And I really don't like winter. So partly this lifestyle <laughs> so that I can avoid winter.
0: <laughs> well, since summer is coming, the next time you come to Colorado, make sure you connect with me. We reach out and we get to have tea or your yes. glass of wine or something together.
1: Absolutely. I would love that. So, hmm.
0: You've learned a lot, I, I just know, over these last years of doing the work you're doing and doing it in the way that you're doing. How do the two inform each other? We know What you do with, with your clients, and I want you to talk some about that, mm-hmm. and then the way in which you are living your life. How does that inform that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I work with, um, coaches and holistic practitioners and healers who, um, are great at what they do. They have a big like mission in their heart and they have, uh, amazing capacities for healing and transformation and supporting others to grow and expand. And for whatever reason, they're still, um, only working one-on-one and sometimes only working, uh, face-to-face still Mm -hmm. and yet they have this desire to make a bigger splash to have a larger ripple effect Mm -hmm. in the world for their they're leaving their legacy on this planet basically Mm -hmm. and um i help them to Put the pieces of that puzzle together. So to look at their business model, to strategize how to more effectively reach their people, and how to start leveraging their time from that one one-to-one to many, one one to one to a one to many model. Um, so I help them create courses and programs. I help them build their email lists and understand email marketing as an amazing tool for reaching their audience. Mm-hmm. And I do that um, so that they can have more freedom, so that there is more spaciousness in their life so that they don't have to be working, you know, the same number of hours and they can actually be increasing their revenue while, while they work less. Mm-hmm. And I think in in many ways, living the way that I live, most of my clients are not van lifers or have any <laughs> desire to live in a van. Most right, of them right. Not. <laughs> um, some of them do, but most of them don't. That this is sort of my way of walking my talk, that they get to see me living my life by my own design, Mm -hmm. choosing where I am, choosing how often I work. Um, I'm very clear when when I start working with new clients that I only do calls certain days of the week and certain weeks of the month Mm -hmm. and that is to allow me to have the lifestyle that I want to be off grid in the desert or at the beach or in the Mm -hmm. mountains for weeks on end if I desire to without my business going under and in the meantime when I go off grid like that there are still emails going out there are still programs being launched there are still um you know, my presence on social media is still there and felt even when I'm off grid living my life. And that is because we have so many tools at our disposal to automate while still being connected to our audience. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my passion and me living this lifestyle is one way I showcase that that's possible for other Mm.
0: leaders. Mm So it's, it's really a um, do what I say and not what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do what I do in some capacity. Some some respects. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how you can do what I do without having to exactly do what I do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you do what you do?
1: I did not ever intend to be a marketing strategist or a business coach. I started my business doing hypnotherapy and I had, a transformational experience of my own with guided by a hypnotherapist. And I thought I would love to be able to support people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started studying and learning and following my curiosity to see what it became. Mm -hmm. And after a few years in business of, you know, trying out different niches and sort of refining what parts of the process I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. I was building out so much content. I was creating so many courses. I was like geeking out on automation and email marketing and all these things that I got kind of good at it and um, the kind of good at it that I was was lots better than most of my friends who were coaches and healers Um, and who were trying to grow their businesses and just couldn't figure those pieces out so I kind of started letting my friends hire me to support them with what I had learned beyond what they had capacities with. Mm -hmm. And in that process, um, I kept getting better at it. And so this hippie vagabond nomad became a business coach, which is very out of the ordinary, I think. But it became, I mean, I just followed what I was interested in and geeked out on what felt exciting and interesting to me. And that turned Mm -hmm. into a thriving business where I get to live in a van and make six figures.
0: So there's a there's an interesting piece there that I want to call out, which is not just, oh, I kind of followed my passion. And I followed my curiosity. But there was something in there. And, and I don't know if it's something you can speak to or not. Let's see. But there's something from that doing that, which I hear you had real fluidity with, which is beautiful. And then something that said. I know how to take this and make this into something. I mean, the way it had a life of its own, you followed its lead. Right. Yeah. More than that. The curiosity
1: was the biggest part of it, that I was willing to go and explore something that I didn't already know about so that Mm -hmm. I could get good at it. Basically Uh the turning point for me claiming that as my new direction, um, came through a conversation with a friend of mine where I had been putting all this energy and effort into all these different pathways, trying to make it financially sustainable for myself. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I had like a, I don't want to call it a come to Jesus moment, but it was one of those like breakdown moments Mm -hmm. with a friend. And I just turned to her and she's an amazing coach. And I asked her, like, would you just tell me what I'm good at? Like, can Mm. you tell me what my gifts are? Because I clearly can't see them for myself. And she said, I think you're an amazing content creator. And you have all this awareness about these technologies and these automations and these softwares that most of us holistic heart-centered practitioners (laughs) can't do. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, oh no one's going to pay me for that because that's the fun part. And if you ever hear yourself saying that, please write down whatever you're talking about, because that is probably your genius, your gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, no, Molly, that is not the fun part for most of us. If mm-hmm. you think that's the fun part, that's a really good sign. And I had the opportunity the following day, um, I had won a speaker contest. I had the, op- the chance to speak to a group of people and make an invitation and offer um, as a... Speaker. <laughs> and I rewrote my whole talk overnight, thinking uh, I'll just try this and see if it works, mm-hmm. and made my offering my invitation about that. Luckily, the 15 people that I was speaking to on that day um, were now all my target audience. They were coaches, holistic practitioners who needed mm-hmm. support with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Three people signed up for a $97 session. All three of those sessions turned into full packages of working together. And After having not really made much money in the six months prior to that, that was like a very clear sign from the universe, in my opinion, of go this direction, follow this path. Yeah. Yeah. And simultaneously with that, I was also doing some big energy shifting clearing work with a set of tools called Access Consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that simultaneously allowed me to suddenly be receiving in a bigger way, not just receiving financial abundance, in a bigger way than I ever had before, but also receiving that download of who I'm, who I'm actually becoming.
0: Yeah, and stepping into my role in this life. Yeah. yeah, and you allowed yourself to do that. I mean, that's yeah. what I want to acknowledge and, and celebrate. Thank because you. Because so many people stop, you know, in, in many, many different places along that that short journey. You allowed yourself to step into that, and uh, and it feels like you have really stepped into that. And, and I see you, you know, there you are in your van. And I see you like, um, gosh, this is an interesting experience. It's like I see you s- standing in a, on a big platform um, replete with such incredible colors and garb. And it's like you're, uh, you're speaking and the, and the, the energy is just flowing from you. Mm-hmm. It's really quite beautiful. It, it's, that's not something I usually do when I'm talking to somebody for a Wisdom Talk radio interview. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a really remarkable experience to um, feel the energy field around you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think...
1: When that shift happened for me and my business started to actually like gain momentum and build traction, Mm -hmm. what I noticed was I was doing it in this, people expect me to give them technology and copy content Mm -hmm. advice and support. Mm -hmm. And then this whole side of me that was the spiritual wisdom, like magic Mm -hmm. was I was scooting it off to the side, like, that's not what people are paying me for, even though that's who I am. Uh, and that's yeah. who I've always been was mm-hmm. this, like, uh, like conscious being basically, or, mm-hmm. you know, tapping into consciousness being. And it's been in the last couple of years that I've actually sort of alchemized those two pieces of me together, mm-hmm. that I think, and, I I can't say what you're experiencing, but that reflection of me feels like the synthesis of those two things, this Mm -hmm. genius sort of expertise capacity that I uncovered. And also this magical side of me that's been there since I was a child and bringing those two together. And now my clients come to me for both. They come to me for the magic and the insight Mm -hmm. and the tapping back into consciousness and clearing the field so that creation can come through Mm -hmm. as well as the support to how to you know, best bring those creations to life.
0: You become a real bridge builder in that. Yeah. Yeah. Bridge building is
1: a fun way to put
0: it. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I, I I love this, you know, because this is part of who I am is that person who has that very linear logical, um, ex solutions engineer part of me and that part that has been connected into that all knowing place for forever. Um, and you role model that then as well for your clients. Thank you. You don't have to choose one or the other because in reality, as human beings, we, we get to embrace all of that. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I think more magic occurs when we embrace it, when mm-hmm. we acknowledge what's occurring and who we are and how that can be expressed even greater. I think more of it shows up then too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you help people um, birth their big projects into the world? I mean, yeah, in some ways you've talked about that, but I, I want to get a little more specific, perhaps.
1: Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, the idea of growing their business in a way that they don't already know how to do mm-hmm. feels like a huge, impossible, like amorphous task Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and so
1: I help people break down these big ideas whether that's writing your book or whether that's launching a course or a program or whether that's you know just taking your business online that's been you know word of mouth all these years Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that that amorphous hard to do thing I help people put it into action steps put it into real time and hold them accountable and support them with the parts that don't make sense so that that Mm -hmm. thing that that big task or idea or project can actually come to life.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. because you're, you're there helping people to market, you know, marketing is something that people get freaked out by mm-hmm. um, that. I mean, there's, yes, there's the big building a big project and taking that into the world. Um and people know that, okay, if I'm going to write a book, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. And there's all of that. But marketing, somehow people push aside into this whole other category. Yeah. Um, why is, I want to ask it this way. Why is that not threatening or scary to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had to overcome my own fears. Um, I've done a lot of healing work and transformational work to overcome my own fears of that. I used to have a debilitating fear of stage fright. And I had to get through that because I I already saw myself being a workshop leader Mm -hmm. and to be a workshop leader when you have a debilitating fear of stage fright, (laughs) like a debilitating fear of being on stage period or being in the spotlight. I knew that had to change so I did the work to change it. Mm -hmm. Um, What you're asking though, I, I think there's a lot of different iterations of that. I think some people are afraid to be seen because being visible has notoriously led to witch burnings or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. in the past, um, that there's a fear of being in the spotlight because there's pressure there. Mm -hmm. I think there's also the fear of um, standing out from the masses. And I think that. Uh, in australia they call it the tall poppy syndrome where it's safer to be a part of the herd than to be the one sticking out right um and you can think about that even back to hunter-gatherer days you're more likely to get eaten off by the saber-toothed tiger if you're alone than if Mm -hmm. you're with a pack of people absolutely yeah so there's a lot of really rational parts of our psyche that are programmed to say don't do this Mm -hmm. don't be visible don't stand out don't use your voice and um the I think it's when our vision for the future or our vision for the healing that's possible with our tools mm-hmm. supersedes that fear that we are compelled to move beyond the fear and actually go do it. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is handholding of saying, hey, I'm going to be here with you the whole time. And you're going to start proving to yourself that it's not as scary as you think it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And part of it is also the inquiry of like, what is this fear really about? And once we unpack what that is, we can recognize that it, it's not a big enough thing to actually stop us and start reprogramming that trauma response or whatever it is mm-hmm. to be a place of courage or excitement instead of yeah,
0: and curiosity yeah yeah and so um you I, you've just talked a little bit about you know how you've done that for yourself and then how you do that for others and mm-hmm. because those those voices are so needed yeah. Um, and so many people have well, I won't even say it's so many people. Um, you and I, I think, both speak to the people who do have a big vision, yeah. who do have something that that they're feeling compelled by or feeling like they they just they have for whatever reason within them as something that they feel drawn to doing, That the, something that they feel like. And this is—I don't know why—but this is what my expression in the world is, and that yeah. may even change over time. But still, there's that there's that push, and so many people are are pushed from within without really understanding um, what that is or how to take that first step. And how do you work people work with people around taking that first step?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's gradual ways to take almost every first step. Mm -hmm. Like there is uh, safe places to practice before you go out and do the real thing. For example, Mm -hmm. if somebody is wanting to get better at going live on social media, um, if you go live on your business page, it's very unlikely that anyone will see it because your business page (laughs) is designed that they want you to boost it. Mm -hmm. or share it somewhere else um so that's a safe place to go you could do it and then also reminding people that as soon as you go live if it was actually a cataclysmic disaster you can delete it right after you go live so there are safe ways to practice and start like expanding that comfort zone in small bite-sized ways until it gets to a point of like i have a i have a confidence in this now, or I have at least given up my perfectionism to the point that I'm willing to try this and willing to show up. Mm-hmm. And I think there, it's really just a, reminding people that you can't skip to full clarity and you can't skip to full courage from right here. You have to take the steps in between here and there Mm -hmm. and to be there with people as they take those steps and to help them discover what those steps are for them on their journey and their unique set of circumstances or challenges. um, That goes a long way. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel how that would be
1: also not buying into that. Fear being a solidified reality. Like I think all of us need someone out there holding the possibility for us when we can't remember that that was what we wanted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like to be able to see someone and say listen, I I see you standing on that stage and we're going to do whatever we need to do to get from here to there. That Is a lot different than someone saying, Gosh, I really want to be on stage someday, but I just don't think I have what it takes. So I'm going to go distract myself with all these other things Mm -hmm. to allow that vision to be shared with someone who can hold space for it for you, even when you forget. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like what my friend did for me back then. She saw the leader I was becoming, she saw that potential future, that possibility for me Mm -hmm. when I couldn't see it for myself. And so instead of giving up, I decided to trust her and go in that direction
0: and that's so beautiful because as as people um, as there is someone to hold that space for you it's so important to know that well to be seen and to be heard to be um, recognized that has such potency and power and i'm it and in your, um, I'm wondering about in your um, collective, your Magnetic Influencer Collective, whether that's part of what happens in that.
1: Yeah, Magnetic Influencer Collective is um, where it's really the program that I most bridge the magic with the marketing, mm. um, and so yeah, it's it's always a really tight knit, intimate group of powerful. I would call magicians, but Mm -hmm. leaders who are holding that space, um, for each other and that who I'm holding that space for them on a regular basis over the course of six months. And yeah, it's amazing to see the, um, The bravery and the shifts in like allowing themselves to be seen, allowing themselves to show up on social media, allowing themselves to market themselves finally when this support system exists for them. Mm -hmm. And when we're right here on the other side of the screen, high fiving them and commenting on their stuff and engaging with their posts Mm -hmm. and reminding them they're doing a great job um, because it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable to say, hey, I have something that can help. here it is or hey this thing I have to say really matters right now and I'm putting it out in the world for you to get it yeah Um, that's a vulnerable place to stand so it's really nice to have a support system and especially a support system that understands exactly how hard what you're doing is Mm -hmm. yeah and that's sort of the beauty of magnetic influencer collective is it's that support system and also the encouragement to go and do it right now
0: yeah yeah, not wait, not waste your time, not wait, not put yourself on hold. Because mm-hmm. that putting yourself on hold is so destructive. Yeah, that's the thing that I've seen so often I've experienced it myself where I have that feeling of being the, the kind of the jet plane revving its engines. And at the very same time, feeling like um, I've got my brakes, my foot stomped on the brake. And, yeah. and and so I, you know, my engine burns out. Right. Yeah, that's a quick road to burn out for yeah. sure. Yeah. So Molly, what what do you feel like is next for you? What's brewing within you as you are in this space uh, of creation? Uh, yeah. A couple of things. I, I
1: wrote a book this past year that I'm right now querying agents and publishers to
0: uh-huh.
1: um, get it traditionally published. If that doesn't uh-huh. work out, at some point I will give in and self publish, but we'll see. Okay. Um, that's one thing, and then the other, like side of my reality shifting is uh, I'm looking at buying property to build a retreat center, which used to feel like a someday vision Mm -hmm. and starting to come closer into a someday soon kind of vision.
0: (laughs) It doesn't mean you have to stay there, right?
1: No. And I probably won't stay there in the winter. So having (laughs) other people on the team who can hang out there in the winter time is ideal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to share, any details you want to share about either of those projects, the book or the retreat center? I mean,
1: the best place to stay in touch and hear about the book releasing, um, I love that you mentioned your uh, quiz. I also have a quiz on my website Mm -hmm. that is a great place for people to discover what level of thought leadership you're at. So if you resonate as a thought leader or a coach or a holistic practitioner, somebody who trades in wisdom and guidance, that thought leader quiz, um, which is based on some cards from the major arcana of the tarot so it's kind Mm -hmm. of magical it will help you see what level of thought leadership you're at right now and how to begin taking steps to expand into that next level for you um and that will get you onto my email list which is how you'll be the first people to find out about the book when it comes
0: but do, do you want can you share anything about the book like title topic? yeah yeah
1: um that's what i was kind of going for definitely the book is um it's, I think, going to be called Wild Hearts Rise Up, which is the name of my business. Mm-hmm. And it is my own story. It's it's memoir, but it's also self-help in a way. It's my own story of what limiting beliefs I had to overcome and reprogram in myself mm-hmm. so that I could step into the kind of success and creation and um, consciousness that I'm in right now. So it's a lot of, like, practical tools that I discovered mm-hmm. and also a lot of, like, turning point moments like that one I shared about my friend Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the silver linings that I gained from some of the most embarrassing and hard moments of my life. (laughs) Um, So it's a pretty vulnerable book. I think there's probably some inner work of me releasing it. That's going to allow it to then be published, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it's pretty good and hopefully it will give people a snapshot of um, similar to what your work does, Lori, which is how to take an idea Um, and bring it down from the ethos and allow it to become something which is what Mm -hmm. I had to do with my business which is kind of what I had to do with the woman I knew I was becoming and also um, I mean even just to bring that book to life it it is in this ideation phase in this um, beautiful creation idea space and then it has to be allowed to be connected with and fostered until it can come into the physical form.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of that
0: framework. So you're really birthing this baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about how to birth babies. I mean, not, not physical human no, babies, but, but, but yeah. ideas,
0: projects, books, businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Businesses. Yeah. Totally. So have you ever thought about yourself as a, as a doula, as a birth coach? I haven't until
1: we just said it that way, but that's kind of what I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah.
0: A business birth coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does it take to step into that?
1: Yeah. What if it could be easy? What if I'm stepping into it already?
0: What if you're stepping into it already? Exactly. (laughs) And I see the need for that. I see the need. That that people have for how has this been done? You know, they, wanting to to have the inspiration to see that other people have actually done what what they might dream is possible. But you're doing it, and you know, and and again, going back to how you live, that's such a potent metaphor for what the for the work you're doing. Thank you,
1: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I, so <laughs> here's a funny question, and I have no idea how you will answer this or even what, what I'm after. I'm not, I don't think I'm after something. The question is, who are you? Who am I? I
1: mean, I am consciousness playing out a really fun game of being a human being in a body on this planet. <laughs> And beyond that? I am a force for good in the world. I am a, um, I would say, an inspiration for those who are ready to believe in greater being possible for them, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm a, like, location-independent, badass, boss, (laughs) woman. (laughs) (laughs) And an artist and a writer and a creator and a maker of things. Mm. And I think in some ways a tinker, somebody who goes from village to village telling stories and connecting people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very powerful um, way to travel the world is to be able to bring that kind of magic to each location that you set foot in. Yeah. 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 And may you always continue to, celebrate life in that way as you bring those stories to bear. Thank you. Yeah. So, you you mentioned how people can connect with you. Um, would you again repeat your website and how people can find you and those kinds yeah, of things? Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. Wildhearts with an S, rise up.com is my website. That thought leader quiz is on there. I also have an oracle deck on there that I've created. And if you want to follow my travels, the best way to do that is either on Facebook at wildheartsriseup.com page or on instagram at wild underscore one o-n-e underscore rising and that's where i post my daily inspiration and insights and share a little bit about the beautiful
0: places that i go Mm. great you haven't been doing this abroad at all have you of course not now in this pandemic i haven't traveled
1: abroad in the past year since yeah yeah, of 2020. But yeah, I've been to 32 or 33 countries in my lifetime. I travel abroad pretty often. I'm going to be heading to Mexico here for a access consciousness class in about 10, 12 days.
0: Ah, wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. Well, travel safely. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for bringing your unique vision and, and um, your unique brand of wisdom.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate being here.
0: Mm. thanks for having me thank you molly mandelberg and thank you for being with us today at wisdom talk radio join us here regularly for more wisdom discovery and illumination remember you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts and if you've enjoyed listening today please leave us a review because that helps more people to access the wisdom and to transform the world For more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at TheBacaInstitute.com, where you can take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.